Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You have 50 or 20 questions on credit application 10 years ago. Today, it might be that you are asking just identification, which in some countries like Finland, Sweden, Estonia, it's automatized. So basically, you are using bank IDs. You are able to get so much information to support your decision making from the beginning until the end. And then ultimately, you are able to serve customer in milliseconds. The first bank that I worked for used to run an ad campaign. Who are these people, it asked showing good-looking folk engaged in the sort of adventures more commonly associated with cigarette advertising at the time. I assume it was designed to shift the narrative from we're just like the other big banks, only a little bit more expensive, to we're an exclusive club for the uber cool. It had a mixed public reception. Many saw it as elitist and exclusionary rather than aspirational. But its final scene stuck in my head regardless. Our hero is talking of regular holidays to Helsinki, while the narrator is awestruck, wondering what sort of person even knows where Helsinki is. To be fair, it is about as far from South Africa as you can get, and I don't think I'd ever heard of it myself. Nor, I would assume, had any of my friends, except for Johan, the most sophisticated traveller I knew. He had been deported from Helsinki for a minor visa mix-up, but not before the police let him sit in the back of their van for an impromptu city tour complete with a stop for them to buy him a postcard. Or at least that's the version of the story I still tell. I'm only about 80% sure I'm remembering it correctly, and then only about 80% sure the original story is true. Which is all just a long way of me saying that once I moved to Copenhagen, there was one city in the region that held a particular draw for me, and it didn't disappoint. Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers with Brendan LaGrange. Kim Mahola, welcome to the show. You're both a country manager and a product manager for Credit Star. So we're going to talk about credit in Northern Europe and revolving credit in general. But before we get to that, we've known each other from a previous life. So maybe let's start with your experience. What career path has brought you to where you are today? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me here. I think I was born 2007 <laughs> in Experian. Uh, when when dealing with credit credit risk management and targeting marketing and stuff like that, that was basically when I first touched upon this credit risk management world and started to understand a little bit about how to lend for strangers. So I was dealing with multiple different banks in in Finland at the time, also in the whole Nordic region. Then I was in experience, I think, four and a half years or almost like five years, then doing a little bit more kind of a prepaid world together with uh, one smaller retail bank in Finland and then moving into real, <laughs> real stuff. So lending for subprime 
on IPF, which is a kind of global player. So I was country manager at the time. So I had a team of 15 or 20, and we were managing managing the portfolio here in Finland. Um, and nowadays I'm on Credit Star, which is an Estonian-based company operating roughly eight countries at the time. Founded 2006 when there was a big boom of fast lenders. Uh, so there I am at the moment, over 1 million re- registered customers. And I think uh, the asset, assets are around 230 million, 150 people working in a, in a company at the moment. So uh, lots of interesting items. As you said there, you've been a country manager, regional manager uh, in Scandinavia, or I guess more broadly, Northern Europe. So some of those markets are markets that don't often make the global headlines. But there are also markets that are a little bit more diverse than maybe we first expect. So before we talk about Credit Star in particular, could you maybe just give us all a basic introduction to what that region looks like, the countries you cover? Yeah, so I would say that surprisingly, and this is going to be a little bit surprised, but surprisingly, the risks on some prime, but also the near prime segment has been surprisingly good. So I would say that that covers the whole kind of northern region. And it goes also to Baltic region in terms of people are paying back <laughs> their loans, so, which is fantastic news. Uh, but as, as a journey, uh, I would say that a 10-year journey, which has been impacted by lots of changes in the regulation. So it has been impacting to the products that we are offering and, and how we are selling our products and how we are discussing today with, with consumers. So I would say that from risk point of view, the more north you go, the less riskier. And I'm, I'm talking about countries. I'm not talking about regions in, inside the countries. But on ballpark in Europe, if you go to northern parts, you could see better quality customers. More south you go, then you start to have a, a bit of a problems with risk, but also possibly risk-related items like fraud, etc. So on the Nordic region, if I'm looking at the products on high level, I would say that whereas 10 years ago, we were having rather small installment loans, we have been moved from that small installment loan into bigger, like 50k, 100k unsecured loans. Not like that would be the you know, the only only offer, but, you know, we can see that the average balance, for example, sent to collection has been increasing drastically from some hundreds into tens of thousands. That's like the biggest possibly change. And then obviously this PNPL product uh, discussion and push that has been on our radar uh, also, but I would say that globally also in Nordic region, we still have uh, something to learn. And then obviously revolving credit products, I would say that it's an interesting beast because we can see that um, when the more we talk about fintech companies in Nordic region, we can see that there's kind of urgency to go into revolving credit products, which are then linked into mobile wallet and and that type of uh, product. So if I could say something on bullets, I could say that, yes, the average loan amount has gone up risks are stable and then revolving credit is a, is a product which is then enabling this communication with consumer or customers and then giving more footprint also for modern modern lenders 
away possibly from these high street banks. Let's stay in that space of products and, and talk about Credit Star. If we talk broadly about the products that Credit Star offers, uh, what do those look like in practical terms? And what's the philosophy, I guess, be behind them? Yeah, so at the moment, I'm, I'm fully focusing for Finland. It's one of our biggest markets by far. So in many other countries, we are focusing on installment loans, but uh, not in Finland. Uh, we can already see from strategical point of view that we want to have this movement to revolving credit products. That's like obvious. And the main benefits is flexibility for customers. And then obviously, once you have the flexibility, then you're able to discuss with customers a lot more than with the installment loan. It's basically that one-off discussion with the customer. Once again, you were shortlisted for the Banking Tech Awards in the Best Use of IT for Lending category. So clearly a tech-focused fintech. How have you been able to leverage technology to create better customer processes? And what results have you seen from this investment? If I'm looking like 10 or 20 years back, when we were basically, as a fintech organization, majority of our decisions were relying on application, so credit application. And nowadays, it's kind of leaning to the direction where you ask very few questions from customers. So from UX point of view, so the customer experience point of view, it's much smoother and it can be super automatic, meaning by that you're able to work with a very lean organization to support tens of thousands of customers. So it all goes down to what kind of data sources you're able to use. So coming back to this credit application, you have 50 or 20 questions on credit application 10 years ago. Today, it might be that you are asking just identification, which in, in some countries like Finland, Sweden, Estonia, it's automatized. So basically, you are using bank IDs to do the automatization. And once the automatization is done, then you are able to start calling different data banks, uh, credit bureaus, all kinds of third-party data banks, bank uh, transaction history, you are also able to get through the same identification method, although it's a different call. But anyway, you are able to get so much information to support your decision-making and you're able to automatize from the beginning until the end. Meaning by that, in a previous life, when we were making the risk assessment, we were using application scorecards. Some of them were good, some of them were not. And then you are always have a trust issue for, <laughs> for, for applicant that, okay, is this the real information from customer? Whereas today, you're calling automatically to different data sources, get all the necessary information to form the decision, and you know that the information is correct. So basically, you have more trust on the application stage, the quality of decisions are, you know, super good. And then ultimately, you're able to serve customer in milliseconds. So in best scenario, it might be that customer do the identification, and then have money on their account within some minutes. Certainly, it sounds like there's a lot more data sharing possible than it, it was a decade ago, and that that's freeing up uh, a lot of opportunity. So how have consumers responded to their data being shareable? Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest resistance has been coming actually from the data protection agency. They have been kind of, you know, protecting consumers. I don't particularly 
believe that consumers themselves has even understand what this data protection means just to say that it's coming from somewhere else um, and then we have obviously major banks were kind of against it just because uh, understandably uh, so <laughs> they were kind of defending their data so that they can build enhanced scoring models etc and they don't want to that that data is available for other lenders so kind of understandable and and today this PSD2 kind of enables us to drill into consumers data then obviously I mean <laughs> for lender it's like a huge thing compared to our previous life where we only had to rely on the data that the customer is showing us we didn't have any bench- benchmark point and nowadays we are getting that kind of behavioral side of the customer already through this uh, PSD2 so it's kind of revolutionary for us but it's also revolutionary for consumers although they don't see it that much <laughs> because we are able to make better decisions meaning by that in a previous life instead of consumer were asking uh, like 5000 euro credit limit but because we didn't have any data or the decision making was a little bit more poor then obviously we had to downsell it to 2k compared to today we can see that actually this customer can get 10k so we can upsell it to 10k and and give customer e- even better uh, experience it's tricky but i would guess that it's also good for banks because they are able to get you know get the same type of data also from our side in the last sort of decade or more have you seen these fintechs such as yourselves and others take on the big banks and has that changed who's who's offering loans and uh, who's uh, winning customers in the space yes definitely i mean it's it's a kind of the question itself i can ask yes and no and and no because we also have some legislation change as we we have been moving forward but on high level definitely yes i mean smaller banks have been able to use this to acquire some market share from from uh, major banks and at the same time we can see that some norwegian um, banks have been entered to finland and, and definitely has been taking some breathing space away from from major banks and also the good thing out of this has been that there has been uh, multiple players in a market who has been able to offer different kind of service experience for for consumers not only for these subprime customers but near prime and even prime customers have been able to to try our products and services and have been also kind of voted that okay you are a little bit more expensive than these mainstream banks but but still i mean the service level is so much better because our philosophy in uh, in modern finance and especially in credit star is that we want to automatize everything and and our service ultimately is quite simple but what we want to have is that everything is nice and smooth and even zero contacts to our customer service so that customer wouldn't have any questions at any point of time and it's going quite well and and i think to your original question it's not only the data that we have been able to pull from from the banks but we have also been coming to the market with the innovative products it's kind of a situation that yes we have been taking market share although there have been a lot of kind of changes in the legislation meaning by that our position in a finnish market especially has been a little little bit struggling because of very low 
interest caps that have been introduced to Finland. Our cost of capital is uh, probably 10% higher than mainstream banks. So it kind of uh, puts a lot of pressure for us that if we are losing the subprime segment, at least portion of it, then we need to find our growth from near prime and even prime customers. So we need to be very innovative with the product and have uh, still a very affordable pricing. Yeah, and uh, how have you been managing the rising regulation burden? (laughs) Yes, I I think in the past 10 years, I've been discussing with regulators and and they have a good and valid point. And I think uh, whatever comes to regulation and, and tightening regulation, it's basically due to the purely simple fact that regulation itself is always lagging behind. And especially when fintech companies came to the market or modern financial companies came to the market, they were kind of running so fast that the regulation was always behind. And when you introduce new regulation, then it's already at the time when it's introduced, it will be a little bit late. So it it typically impacts in two ways. And this is just my, my thinking. When you have tightening cap, then from the political point of view, it sounds like you are saving money from consumers. But then on the other hand that I've seen uh, is that it actually cuts out some portion of the portfolio or potential customers. And then it shifts the need for the profitability into this other segment, which might be then the premium segment or near prime segment. And then you still need to get the, <laughs> you still need to get the profits then it, the pricing is just moved to the lower level. So as a consumer in Finland, I can see that when some companies are leaving from the market and then you are pushing, you know, the banks being like uh, in, a, in, a, in an oligopoly or monopoly situation, then you know what, what will happen. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. From you know user experience point of view, you will pay a lot and get very very little. In Finland, especially because it's very small country, we have 5.5 million living here, and and our kind of a future, as as I hope, our future future strategy as a country is that we want to have you know small companies blooming and and conquer the world, and then the rest of you guys are paying our <laughs> our, our lives, but. In, in reality, it will impact to the fintech in a such way that small lending companies who could provide super good products and services are actually invented somewhere else. I mean, uh, Estonia is a 
good example because they have a more relaxed legislation. We can see that from Estonia, there's all the time coming cool innovations. And as a consumer, we are losing. We are losing a lot. If this trend obviously continues. At the moment, it's kind of doable, but there have been already discussions that, hey, should we, you know, be even more strict in Finland what comes to lending companies? And to me, it's like, uh, <laughs> it, it creates like an allergic reaction. <laughs> you are obviously working with consumers on the ground and, and seeing their reaction to these rising prices and you know, higher interest rates. What have you been able to do and what might other lenders be able to do to help the subprime, near prime group? And how do you look for growth if you've got this generally rising risk as well? We've already been doing a lot of uh, relaxation with our cost customers, as much as we can do, actually, uh, within the legislations. Different countries have different legislations. And in some countries, like in Finland, there, you know, for example, payment-free holidays and, and this type of changing maturity for the contract is heavily regulated. So obviously, when I'm looking at our portfolio across like a blended different countries, we are doing super good. And I'm kind of guessing and what I hear from the market that, you know, this COVID time and also this energy crisis, etc. have been kind of, uh, it looks like we are going to pass this quite well, meaning by that the risks are not blowing up our portfolio which is super nice so we are we are kind of expecting or at least i'm expecting that we are not gonna have the same kind of uh, financial crisis as we what we had at the 2008-2009 but then you know what kind of uh, other services we are able to provide for customers is is always related to flexibility and obviously when i'm looking at the growth side then i'm looking at near prime i'm looking at prime segment as a whole uh, and i'm looking at the product and services not only from the lending point of view but also you know maybe value-added service point of view what kind of uh, total services we are able to provide for for those segments kind of you know new segments for us but as we we have this you know talking these new data sources might you know give us some benefits to to acquire some interesting customer groups from larger banks even. Certainly an interesting time. And I, I guess maybe on that theme, again, I saw that uh, Credit Star has been awarded a few times, you know, one of Europe's fastest growing companies. You, you're already in eight countries, despite only being sort of 16 years old. So obviously a, a company that is not scared of trying new things and, and expanding and, and taking on new challenges. If uh, we think of Credit Star's focus for the next year or two, what uh, should we as outsiders be looking for? What's on the horizon? We launched last week. Uh, if you go to monofit.com, you can see our latest and greatest smart saver product. So if you log into monofit.com, you're able to uh, start saving or investing together with us. We want to make a product that matters for consumers. That's like in the central point what what we want to do and it might be that we jump out from the traditional product setting we are going to think outside the box yeah so that's uh, manifit.com in terms of credit star if people want to see what your offerings are in their countries or if they want to learn more about the company 
where is a good place for them to go to um, see what's happening? Obviously, you can go to creditstar.com where you can see the umbrella brand. And then uh, underneath it, you can find this Monofit brand, which is the latest and greatest. I highly recommend to visit this monofit.com just to get a little bit more about what's going to happen in the future. But obviously, this creditstar.com is telling everything about the group. Great, Kim. Well, thank you very much for your time. Finland is one of my favorite countries to have worked in, so great to to be catching up uh, with you again and to to see how it's going there. And great to see the amount of innovation in that broader region. I mean, as you said, Estonia is a bit of a hub there, but Scandinavia is also producing some great fintech brands, some open banking brands coming out of there. So being exciting to keep an eye out from further afield these days. And thank you all for listening. Please do look for and follow the show on your favorite podcast platform and share the updates widely on LinkedIn, where lending nerds are found in our largest concentration. Plus, send me a connection request while you're there. This show is written and recorded by myself, Brendan LaGrange, in Brighton, England, and edited by Fina Charlson of FC Productions. Show music is by I Am Wake, and you can find show notes and written transcripts at www.howtolendmoneytostrangers.show or just www.htlmts.show, and I'll see you again next Thursday.